their reaction now is not going to change it. They're still going to have a reaction that may not suit you over the time. So take your time to really dive into the person first and then the deal second because it's going to be the person that you're going to build with over the years. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hi, best of listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm your host today, Theo Hicks. And well, it's Friday. So that means it's Follow Along Friday where we talk about the lessons that we learned from the previous week's interviews. And... This week's going to be a little bit different. As you can see, this is not Joe talking. We have a new co-host for this episode, a new Theo, and that is Jason Urusi. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me, Theo. I appreciate you being here. So we're going to stick to the standard follow-on Friday template, but before we begin, I wanted Jason just to quickly introduce himself, let you guys know who he is, what he does, where you can find him, and then we're going to jump into the lessons that I learned from interviews last week. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Theo. So really excited to be here. I'm Jason Yerusi of Yerusi Holdings based here in New Jersey. We invest in multifamily assets in the Midwest and the Southeast with a general partners on about 450 units right now. Come from a heavy construction background where we lift and move buildings, a lot of it for flood reasons. I have a beautiful wife and three small children and I run a ton. So if you want to find me at yerusiholdings.com or check me out on Instagram at Jason Yerusi, you can see a bunch of the crazy runs I do every week. What's the longest run you've done the past seven days? Past seven days would be 17 miles. Past two months would have been, I did a 51 mile race. This is you just running in the morning on your own or these actual races? The 51 mile was an actual race. The long run, I usually do a long run every Sunday. It's just me just running. That's funny. My wife is training for a 10K right now. I keep in mind, nice. she just had a baby four months ago. Oh, wow. Um, Good for her. Good. Congrats. 10K is five miles and you just 
probably run five miles for a warm up, probably. Yep, yeah, yeah, six point two miles. So that's where it's at. So she's getting ready for it. But yeah, I'm gonna do a hundred mile planning on it late September. So that's gonna be a beast and it's mental first and then just running second. What advice do you have? Because it seems like you're pretty into fitness then before we get into the real estate stuff. What advice do you have for someone who's been struggling to start a new workout regimen or struggling to get out there and run? What's the you first know, thing that you do? Okay. So one thing is nobody wants to get out there and do it. You just got to get out there and do it. But the other thing is that you're not going to go from sitting on the couch to running a marathon or sitting on the couch to bench pressing weekly 300 pounds. It's getting out there and just creating a constant small habits and those build over time. So people come out of the gates, it's like New Year's resolution. You come out there, you get to the gym, you work out for three days, you're so sore, you can't move for a week and you're out again. It's just getting out there, doing small, consistent habits, just like you do in your real estate business to approve you over the long term. Because this is just like real estate, it's a long play, right? You want to be healthy and happy for 50 years, not just work out, crush yourself and not be able to do something for two weeks. I appreciate that. You don't have to do every day on following Friday, not just real estate related, but obviously I'm sure running hundred miles is a lot more difficult than anything you do for real estate business. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll report kid. back, right? I'll report yeah. back. I'll come back in uh, October, November, let you know what happened here. I listened to a podcast where a guy did the hundred mile run and it's not a tough, but he did it. I think he actually does one of those every single year. Wow. I can't remember, I can't remember what his name is. I think he's like an ex Navy SEAL though. Yeah, there's some incredible people out there just crushing some massive goals that you wouldn't think are achievable. You've seen people doing races that are like 260 miles. And you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. 100 first. Yeah, exactly. 100 first. All right. So last week I did one interview. I interviewed a past investor who goes by the moniker X-Ray Vision. He's anonymous and we kept it that way. He actually is a radiologist, hence the X-Ray Vision moniker. He's a passive real estate investor and a blogger. His entire story is around him making a comeback after losing seven figures, so like almost basically a million dollars in a divorce. And then from there, he discovered passive real estate investing, was able to climb out of that hole and achieve financial independence in his 40s. He's actually had a negative 800,000K net worth when he turned 40 years old. By the end of that decade, actually, I think he's still in his 40s right now. So I think he said by 48, he's able to achieve financial independence. Very powerful interview that'll probably come out sometime in October. But I want to just kind of go over a few things that I learned from him. One thing was, obviously, he's a passive investor. He's invested in a ton of deals with a ton of different sponsors. So I asked him, what's kind of the best way to qualify a syndicator? So obviously, this is something that's helpful for passive investors who are looking to find syndicators, but also is more important for people who want to be a syndicator. because You can see from the perspective of the passive investor what they're actually looking for out of you. So a few things that he said, and again, this isn't anything too profound, but it's simple and to the point, and, but still interesting. So obviously you, you want to do your due diligence on that individual and that company, but it's less about looking at their experience level and how many deals they've done and more about how you actually feel about them as a person and how you feel about their actual niche. So obviously in order to determine how you feel about them, you're going to want to make sure you set up an interview with them on the phone. Remembering that it's actually a two-way street, so you're interviewing them and they're technically also interviewing you. At the same time, you want to do all of your typical research online and determine, okay, so if they're investing in mobile homes, are my comfortable with that niche? Are they investing in multifamily? Am I comfortable with that niche? Retail, office, whatever. Is it something that you're actually comfortable with? Because at the end of the day, he was saying how no matter what niche you invest in, no matter who you invest with, that first deal is going to be a leap of faith. Um, you're going to have lots of doubts. This is because it's your first time giving someone else 50000 to $100,000. 
So don't let that stop you from doing it. Just make sure that you're comfortable with the actual individual and you're comfortable with the actual niche that they're investing in. And then one more thing that he said before I toss it over to Jason is, you obviously, after your funding degree, you're going to want to get a list of people who are investing in their deals currently. And then actually, in a sense, interview those people as well and talk freely with them and just kind of determine how the deals actually performed compared to how they were projected and then compared to how the syndicators said their deals performed during that initial conversation. So I know it's a lot there, Jason, so you kind of just pick it apart. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. So there was actually so much good stuff said there, right? And and even one of the last parts is following up with people who have invested in their deals prior, just because a lot of people can put together a deal that looks great on paper, but actually when they get into the deal, it's really about the things that are going to come up because when you have an apartment building where there's a hundred or 200 people living in it, and how do they react when they have to make a decision on there and how are they following back with those investors or investors in tune to what's happening on the deal? Another point you really mentioned on that's key is that if that person hasn't done this deal before or hasn't done a multifamily deal, what's their track record in life and in business before that? What else have they been doing? What else have they been making of themselves? And honestly, you may be a passive investor in this deal, but ultimately you're partnering with this person from three to five to seven a year. So if you don't really agree with their views or agree with their take on investments, just having a good deal is, may not be enough for you to invest with them. You really, cause you're going to be partnered with this person for that amount of time. And their reaction now is not going to change it. They're still going to have a reaction that may not suit you over the time. So take your time to really dive into the person first and then the deal second, because it's going to be the person that you're going to build with over the years. Yeah. I didn't ask this question to x-ray, but I did have a conversation with a passive investor and a syndicator. I think it was, it was two weeks ago. And I was asking him, what would someone need to do if they'd never done a deal before to essentially convince him to invest in the deal. And you actually hit on that when you said that you want to see someone that has experience in business. So had they started a business before in the past, it doesn't have to be anywhere closely related to real estate. I wish I could remember what business he had started, but it had nothing to do with real estate. But because the act of starting a business, the act of growing something from nothing and dealing with all of the obvious hurdles that come along the way, you can take the skills that you've learned and then apply that to raising capital and doing a deal. So obviously I didn't ask x-ray, but for people who haven't done a deal before, and obviously every single person who's done a deal before has been someone who hasn't done a deal before. And one of the best ways to get over that objection from a passive investor, well, I want to wait until you do one deal first to see how it goes, because why would I invest with you? It's ideal that you have some sort of track record in some other industry that you can rely upon. It could even be something like you got promoted every year for 10 years at a company and you're a, a director or whatever. It's kind of just all about how you position it to the investor. At the end of the day, they have to trust you with their money. And if you graduated college and didn't work for five years, then all of a sudden you wanted to raise capital. Well, you have a little trouble doing that. Whereas if you didn't do anything real estate related at all, or maybe did a few deals on the side, but you worked for a big fortune for better company and climbed the ladder there, or if you started your own small business that was successful, aka generated a profit, then you can leverage that to get essentially convince people to trust you and invest with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Right. And when you think about it, you're spot on is that we all start without having done a deal before. And it just comes down to what we've built up in the rest of our parts of life. I was just having a talk with someone the other day. They're like successful in opening restaurants, but wants to start now raising capital to help others really achieve financial freedom through investing in apartment buildings. He's like, well, I just don't think people will take me seriously. I'm like, well, why not? He's like, well, I haven't done this before. And well, yeah, everybody's going to start at that point. But you've opened three successful businesses. You have employees there? Yes, I do. Well, are the employees now being paid, doing their job successfully because of what you put together? Are they now feeding their families for what you've put together? So think about that track record and use that to your advantage. You've done that successfully. You've built your team. You've built your processes through that and allow that to transfer over to this business. Yeah, building a team is also a big one too because obviously in syndications, 100% of the success is dependent on the syndicator themselves. But they have to select the right team because the team is going to be managing the deal from a day-to-day operations perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you've started a business before, you've got actual employees. That's huge. Obviously, if it was successful and it was profitable, that's also. One more note on this one before I move to the second point I wanted to talk about, which is he mentioned a big red flag that he would see. So he talked about what he does not want to see. And the one red flag that he mentioned was unrealistically high or inflated returns kind of implying that the person who's a passive investor has experience analyzing deals. He mentioned that he analyzed a ton of deals from a ton of different sponsors. So that's one thing that you should do as a passive investor is analyze a lot of deals because then you can recognize, okay, I've looked at a hundred deals. 99 of those deals had between an eight and 10% return, but this guy's telling me he can get 15% cash on cash return with a very similar deal. I know something is most likely going on here. Or if you're even better at crunching the numbers and able to analyze the actual, not the actual cash flow calculator because they're not going to send you that, but just looking at their pro forma and you can see, wait a minute, this expense seems like it's really low or I think they're missing this expense or, or wow, they, they're going to raise rents by this much money by only investing $1,000 per unit. So something that just looks unrealistic, but really the only way to know what's realistic and what's not realistic is to analyze a bunch of investment summaries and go on a bunch of, of those new investment conference calls or webinars. Yeah, and this is a great point for people that want to be active and want to be the syndicator themselves and raising money and buying deals because ultimately you say, well, I, I can't find a good deal. Well, you should be analyzing as many bad deals as possible because as soon as a good deal comes across your table, you're going to know it so quickly because you've already gone through all the bad deals that are out there on, on sites and are just being pushed around from person to person. Exactly. So this X-ray guy and then other past investors I've interviewed, they're on all the email lists. So whenever an, a syndicator gets a new deal, it gets sent to them. They'll go on the conference call. It only takes a few hours a week. If you look at one deal a week, it's maybe a few hours on a conference call and then maybe another hour reviewing the deal. So spending five hours, maybe an hour a night. And again, over time, you'll learn what's good and what's bad. And we'll, not even that, you'll be able to identify what's good and what's bad. And then as Jason mentioned, once that good deal comes, to be able to see that. So the second point I wanted to mention, and this is short, but we were talking about his blog that focuses on financial freedom and helping people achieve financial freedom through passive investing. I just asked him, people have different definitions of financial freedom and they have different ways to go about doing it. And so for him, it gave me like two different categories of financial freedom. One was he called lean fire, Jason's lean, but I guess this is kind of the opposite of that because the lean fire is you just doing your basic needs. So figure out exactly how much money you need to make to cover your house, your food, your family, whatnot. That's lean fire. And that's whatever that number is, that's your, your goal. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum is fat fire, which is that's your basic needs. Plus, let's say you want to splurge on vacations. You want to buy a really fancy house and buy a new car every year. 
So depending on what your definition of financial freedom is, you need to set a number based off of that. So first you figure out your burn rate. So that's going to be your, your lean fire rate, the basic amount of money you need to make per month in order to survive. And then whatever else you want to make on top of that, you add that to your basic needs number. And those two together is your total number that you want to make per year. And then obviously you can work backwards to figure out exactly how much money you invest passively at X return to make that money. Something else that was interesting that I mentioned was something called the Trinity study. This goes, it can go either way. So let's say you know exactly how much you want to spend each year in expenses, then your nest egg that you're going to need to retire is going to be that number times 25. And the other way around is if you have a nest egg of whatever, and you want to figure out how much money you can spend each year, you divide that by 25. And the whole idea behind that, I'm pretty sure, is it's either you're going to live for 25 more years, or it's that the return you get on that nest egg is going to be 4%. And then that's what you're going to be living off of is that 4%. Huh. That's a pretty cool way to think about it. But what's just key here is he's, he's breaking it down to real actionable numbers, right? And so we all talk about we want financial freedom, but what that means for me versus what that means to Theo, what it means to everybody listening to this is going to be completely different. But if you think about that to your basic needs, to if you want to add on top of that and start breaking it down, looking at your investments, well, now it becomes real and it can become concrete because you can actually put steps to it and put actionable steps to it. Yeah, I like the whole concept of kind of reverse engineering it. So saying, okay, I'm going to make... 50 grand a year. Okay, well, how much money will I need to invest from a passive investor's perspective? How much money will I need to passively invest in deals in order to reach that number? Okay, well, how many deals will I need to do per year that the passive invest in? All right, so how many deals will I need to look at or to passively invest in that many deals? Okay, how many syndicates will I need to talk to? Kind of just breaking it down to what do I need to do every single day in order to make my goal? You kind of talk about the same thing as syndication school about apartment syndication. So Let's say your goal is to make 100 grand per year. Well, you don't want to just stop there. Like, all right, well, based off of the structure of my syndicated deals, how many deals or what amount of deal, what size deal do I need to do or total size deals do I need to do per year in order to make that $100,000 goal? Okay, so I'm just doing basic numbers. I need to do a million dollars worth of deals per year. Well, how much money do I need to raise in order to do a million dollars worth of deals? Okay, so I need to raise $350,000. Okay, well, how many passive investors do I need? Okay, well... If I need 10 passive investors, how many passive investor conversations do I need to have per week or per day in order to get those 10 passive investors? So, so taking it at the very, very high level and breaking it down to what to do every single day, as Jason mentioned, makes it real. And yeah, it, absolutely. It makes, it makes it more tangible and gives you probably less anxiety about achieving it. Because if I just say, I want to make $100,000 this year in syndication, yep. that's it. Well, <laughs> what do I need to do? Do I need to do $10 million, $100 million, a billion dollars for the deals? To make $100,000? I, I don't know. So if you break it down, you know exactly what you need to do to get there. Yeah, and 100% attainable, right? So if you say, oh, I just want to go buy a million-dollar apartment building because I think that can get to me 100000 but you don't know if you've actually put the work to be able to find that many people you can help and raise money from, well, then now you, you get that, and the stress is now you, you have to raise this money. Instead of going out there and finding people that align with your investment criteria and align with your investment goals and helping them across, and now you're ready to find that apartment building. So you're basically building yourself backwards into it. Exactly. So those were the two long lessons I learned from a single interview last week. <laughs> yeah. I'll be, I'll I keep thinking week. the guy anonymous is like, uh, you know, like it's like there's an old Chevy Chase movie where he's like, he keeps like being like invisible and he's running around in a suit. Like I so said, like that's, that's this anonymous guy. Just, I wonder what he, what he goes under when he invests in these deals. 
I'm pretty sure he invests. I mean, I mean, I know what his name is. He's always telling us. He's the one people on the podcast knowing his name because like his blog is anonymous. But I'm pretty sure when he invests in the deal, he just goes under his real name. I'm going to keep thinking it the other way just to, just to give it, give me some give me some good thoughts here. There you go. All right, so moving on to the last two items. So we have the trivia question. This is the month of the global trivia questions. We've got. I guess this is this is going to be the last week of the global trivia question. So last week. Yes, Joe, what country has the highest percentage of renters? So renter occupied units, highest percentage. I think he said France. I mentioned it was in Europe. The answer is actually Switzerland. So in Switzerland, mm-hmm. 56.6% of the population rents. So I'm pretty sure it might be one of the only countries that have over 50% renting rate. There might have been one more, but I thought that was interesting. So we're going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum. And this week's question is what country has the highest Homeownership rate. And this number is 96.4% of the population owns their own home. Wow. Maybe a hint too. This is a European country and it's an Eastern European country. So I'm going to be more specific. Croatia. That's a good guess. So if you want to win a free copy of the first best ever book, either submit your question via email to Info Joe Fairless or in the comment section of the YouTube video below. And as I mentioned, the winner will get a free copy of our book. And then lastly... We're discussing the free documents that we have on Syndication School. As a reminder, Syndication School goes live every Wednesday and Thursday, where I talk about the how-tos of apartment syndications. Um, right now, we are on series number 20. So we've got almost 100 episodes, I think, of that aired now. Uh, right now, we're talking about how to asset manage deals. So make sure you check out those episodes that came out yesterday and the day before. Uh, but also check out all the previous series as well if you want to learn how to do deals. The free document I want to talk about this week is from series number seven, which is where we talk about the power of the apartment syndication brand. So kind of me and Jason were talking about today, one way to get credibility in the eyes of potential past investors is to have business experience. Another way to do that if you don't have business experience is to focus on building a brand, a thought leadership platform, something like this. We're talking to expert real estate investors and through them, you gain knowledge, but also you're perceived by other people as an expert because you're out there actually talking to experts. And we have a lot of free documents for that episode, so I'll talk about the rest of those kind of in the next few episodes. But the first one we gave away is it's a branding resources document, where essentially it's a list of all of the websites and different tips for constructing your brand. So creating business cards, creating a website, so kind of the foundation of the brand. And then we go into more details on how to actually create a website, how to actually create your podcast or your channel or, or whatever. So all that is available at syndicationschool.com. The branding resources is from episode 1534, or we'll have it in the show notes of this episode. So Jason, I appreciate it. We got you on the show. Um, Awesome. Thanks, Theo. Just one last time, where can people reach you, learn more about you? Sure. You can find me at Yarusi Holdings, Y-A-R-U-S-I holdings.com. Follow me on Instagram at Jason Yarusi, again, Y-A-R-U-S-I. And uh, the podcast is the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason and Peely. You can find all the notes on the website, all the other channels you're finding. Joe and Theo for the best ever show. There you go. All right, Jason, appreciate it. Best of listeners, thanks for tuning in. Have a best ever day and a best of a weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great 
tenets. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com.